Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode 72 How Changing Your Relationships helps you drink less. Hello, hello, hello. How are you, my amazing, beautiful, badass friends? Oh my gosh, things are so exciting around here right now. We are in the process of selling our home and buying a new one during the pandemic, (laughs) which is not something that we had planned or would have even considered at all. Um, Buying a new home at this time, like even regardless of the pandemic, like we had been, you know, totally happy with our current house. Um, My husband was working outside of the home. He, you know, went to an office every day. The kids were in school all day, went to after school, and I was here working from home um, full time. And that was working for us. But then the world changed and everybody was in our house, (laughs) including my husband working from home, not really having a designated office. And I've been sort of dreaming and looking at homes just sort of passively online, um, just curious about what was on the market and, you know, if I were to have a dream home, you know, what would it entail and all the things. So one day, one boring Saturday afternoon, I was like, hey, honey, wouldn't it be fun just to like change it up today? Because, you know, our options are so limited for what we can actually do as a family. I'm like, what if we went for a drive? We mapped out all of the homes that, you know, would fit what we were looking for, like, you know, having a bedroom for each of the kids and each of us having our own office and extra living space, that kind of stuff, and a two-car garage. And he's like, yeah, sure, that sounds like fun. So I mapped out like five houses in our area and we started like on one section of our town and sort of moved through it to the other. And uh, we came to this house and we're like, oh my gosh, this neighborhood is amazing. There was a walking, like a bike and walk trail right behind the house and woods, um, acres and acres of wooded trails right outside, um, two playgrounds, a pool, lots of families playing outside. And the house just looked amazing. And we were like, hmm, (laughs) no intention of buying this thing at all. Well, one of my friends is a real estate agent. And so I called her up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this house. But you know, it's totally a long shot. She's like, I'll totally show it to you. I'm like, you can show us houses right now. She's like, yeah, just, you know, we have to, you know, only like one or two people at a time. You have to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. So she ended up showing it to us that day. And when we walked in, we were like, ah, like we've come home, you know, like total, both of us were just totally in sync on the amazing beautifulness, awesomeness of this house. And so anything, anyway, things moved really fast. We ended up putting an offer in and they accepted it 24 hours later. And then we decided to put our house on the market and literally 10 days after we went driving, our house is on the market. We decluttered, we touched up our paint, we fixed our hardwood floors, we've got handymen's in here. Like we did so much. We got it professionally staged with our real estate agent. All of that while working full time, while having the kids home, all the things. And our house is going on the market today. 
<laughs> which just continues to amaze me like of the things like when you want to do something in your life and you're excited about it, you get shit done. And all of your old, you know, thoughts and constraints and constructs that you we build up in our minds decide to float away. It's like, who would ever think that it was a great time to buy or sell a home during a pandemic? And I've decided to think that it's the best time. It's just the best thing to do. <laughs> Why not live in a home that you absolutely love being in if we all have to be in it together all day long, right? <laughs> so anyway, that's what's going on here. It's super exciting. The kids are very, very excited. Um, and I'm using it as bribery to, for the boys because right now they share a room and they're going to get their own room. But I'm like, now listen, <laughs> you have to prove that you need, that you can take care of your own room and clean up after yourself and not argue with each other. And just like I use Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny as bribery, I'm using them having their own room for bribery. And <laughs> I like having something new that I can use. It's a new, new little, um, back pocket tool that I can have to somewhat keep the things moving along and in control or so I think, right? All right. So that's the exciting news on this front. Um, things are rocking and rolling the business. You guys, people want coaching right now. Like everybody is wanting to sign up to join my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. I've been blown away by that. I think people have realized that we have this one life, right? And they've noticed that when things go awry in their lives or things are stressful or tough that they tend to drink and they're using this now as an opportunity to um, have a perfect storm of things going wrong in their lives and learning how to not drink or not over drink during those times is an opportunity for them. So I've had many people join the program and it's super exciting and I love every single one of them. So if you're thinking about it, if you've been following along, there has never been a better time, okay? Just because we're in a pandemic, just because things are uncertain doesn't mean that it's not a good opportunity for you to pursue that dream of yours to stop over drinking permanently and I for sure can help you. But today on this podcast, I want to talk to you about relationships and this has been coming up so much with my clients recently is their uh, relationship to their significant other, so either their spouse or their partner and how... Um, some of these old belief systems they have about what it takes to be in a relationship with them is causing them issues. So today's podcast is called How Changing Your Relationships Help You Drink Less. And with life coaching to stop over drinking, it's important for you to look at all of the areas of our lives. So they, we have the most common areas of our lives for people that overdrink that I've identified to be these types of triggers. So the common areas are our work, like our professional work. That's an area in our lives that could be a trigger for us to drink if we're super stressed or anxious about it. We have our personal relationships, our spouses, our kids, our parents. That can Those can be triggering for us to drink. We have our own personal health, like our health with our relationship to alcohol or being overweight or some of those things that trigger us to drink. And then very often a lot of my clients have issues in their past that help that triggers them to drink. Okay. So with life coaching to stop over drinking, we look at all of the areas, these, I call them buckets of our lives 
And we want to see what we think about those areas and how those thoughts cause us to overdrink. Okay. Remember, it's our thoughts that create our results in our lives. So if you are over drinking, that's a result that you currently have. Okay. And if you don't like that result, then we need to look at what you are thinking in all of those big areas of your life that I mentioned and see first how those thoughts are continuing to create your current result. And then once we see them and we uncover those thoughts, then we get to work on changing your thoughts to get better results in your life, such as not over drinking. Okay. So today I want to demonstrate how our thoughts about our relationships might be contributing to some over drinking. (laughs) And I'm going to use the spouse example because it tends to be the most common for most of my clients. Okay. So The situation is this, it's Mother's Day and you go to bed the night before and you think, I wonder what he or she or they will do for me tomorrow. And then you might think, I won't be surprised if they forget and I have to run out for last minute cards and flowers and I'll probably have to cook the dinner anyway. I shouldn't have to spell out every single detail and ask for what I want. They should know me by now. All right, then you go to sleep and then you wake up in the morning and you think, okay, let's see what happens. And then you notice that you have to get go and get your own cup of coffee. And you, then you think, it'd be nice if they'd bring me coffee in bed. And then you get your coffee and you notice that your partner is still in bed and the kitchen has dirty dishes in the sink. And you think, here we go. I am not doing dishes on Mother's Day. And you grab your coffee and you might go sit outside and go back to your bedroom. And you're already starting to feel frustrated and you've only been awake for like 10 minutes, okay? (laughs) Then your partner wakes up and says, good morning, honey, happy Mother's Day. And then they ask you, what do you want to do today? What do you want for breakfast? And you automatically think, why don't you just plan something? And why do I need to make decisions today? You should have thought about this earlier, right? That's what we're thinking in our head to ourselves. But you say, I don't know, what do you have planned? What are your ideas? And then they say, I just want to do what you want to do. And then you get pissed because you realize they haven't planned anything. (laughs) And now you are annoyed, right? And you might just be quiet and not share how you feel. You might be short and say, I don't care. Whatever is fine. Okay. Then because you haven't given a clear direction, again, you think, why do I have to do everything and even decide what we're doing on Mother's Day? The kids are kind of roaming around and they haven't had breakfast and your partner is just going about their business like any other day. The frustration and annoyance starts to build and in your mind you create more stories and recall all the times of your past experiences of being disappointed on your birthday or Mother's Day or any other holiday. And then the day goes on and your partner says, what do you want for dinner? We'll get takeout, whatever you want. Again, your mind might think there's no effort here. I want more than just takeout. They should have made, he should have made the, he or she should have made the um, kids make me some cards or clean the house or offer to take the kids out. Literally anything. But again, you say, it doesn't matter, whatever you guys want. Or you might share what you want from your favorite restaurant, but you do it with resentment behind it. And then they go pick up the dinner and you start thinking again about how they don't do what you think they should and you're feeling pissed and you walk over to the wine cabinet, you open the bottle and pour a large glass of wine. And you think, I deserve this. I guess I'll be in charge of my own happiness. I just want to enjoy myself on this one day of the year. And then you drink that class quickly and then you go pour yourself another one. And then you start to feel less frustration. The wine definitely takes the edge off. And then you eat the dinner. And then why not have a third glass? It's Mother's Day. You should be able to have whatever you want, right? Then you have that drink while scanning whatever movie or show on Netflix that sounds good. Your partner again says, whatever you want to watch, honey. 
in your head, right? And you think, I might as well finish the bottle now. And then you do. And then you go to bed. And the next morning you wake up feeling groggy and tired and dehydrated. And you think, ah, why do I do that? I'm not drinking tonight. And then you might think, well, if they had put any effort into Mother's Day, maybe I wouldn't feel the need to drink a whole bottle of wine. And then again, you start that day feeling frustrated and now regretful for how much you drink. And then the cycle starts again. And you might not drink tonight, but the next time you feel frustrated or annoyed at your partner, you pour your glass of wine and the same old thing happens. What I want to highlight to you here is that your spouse or your partner didn't cause you to feel disappointed or frustrated. You did. Your thoughts about them not doing what you think they should have caused you to feel those negative emotions. And I don't want you to beat yourself up about this or get angry at yourself about this, okay? This is just your automatic brain, right? Your thoughts about them not doing whatever you thought they should caused your feelings. And when you felt those feelings, your brain motivated you to go pour a glass of wine to make yourself feel better. And then you drink more than you really wanted to, and that created a result in your life of overdrinking. What I want you to understand here is that you have the power to change your relationship so that you don't overdrink. Okay? All you have to do is change the way you think, and it only takes you or one person in the relationship for your relationship to improve. And listen, you might have a lot of objections to this idea, but I want you to challenge you to be open to this, and here is why. You are the only one that can create your feelings. You already are generating your own negative feelings in this relationship based on how you are thinking about it. So there is not a better person than you to change how you feel in your relationship because you're already causing your own feelings, (laughs) all right? So it's not their responsibility, it's yours. So the way to improve your relationship and feel good about it is to notice first how you are thinking and how those thoughts make you feel. And then notice what you tend to do when you feel that way. Do you drink? Do you eat? Do you numb out? Do you go shopping? Do you want to avoid? Do you want to slam cabinets? (laughs) Right? And if you want to stop over drinking and you see that you tend to drink more, When you feel bad in your relationship, then my beautiful, smart, amazing friend, you have the power right now to change that. You really do. You don't need to wait for them to change. You can decide today that you are in charge of your own results in your life and get to work on managing your mind so that you feel better and you don't need to drink. And believe me, you guys, I totally get it. I used to have the exact same thoughts about my husband. It was never good enough. I thought he should just know me by now. (laughs) I'm doing air quotes when I'm saying this. He should know me by now and know what I wanted without me telling him. Well, what I found is that I just set myself up for disappointment and rage and anger and resentment when I thought that. And I got sick of feeling that way in my life, you guys. And when I learned that this was optional, I was like, what? (laughs) Everything changed. Everything changed. All my relationships changed. I learned that I was causing these feelings myself, not him. Still blowing my mind. I'm like, what is going on? He's not causing them. I'm causing them. Well, then I thought, I don't want to make myself feel that way. Who would, right? So I stopped. I changed that conversation in my head and I started to feel better. I'm going to demonstrate for you what that sounded like in my own head, okay? 
So for example, I would see the garbage needed to be taken out. And my first thoughts were, can't you just take out the garbage without being told? And then I would feel this heat come up through my neck and into my face and I would feel angry. Then I would start that cascade of thoughts of why do I always have to be the one managing and telling people what to do? Why can't they just see what needs to be done and do it? Then I would feel super frustrated and passively aggressive say, honey, please take out the garbage. (laughs) Like totally like a jerk, right? And then he would say, I just sat down or I'll get to it later. It's not an emergency or some other comeback that meant I'm not going to drop everything just because you notice the garbage needs to be taken out right now, (laughs) right? And then I might snap back and say, God, why can't you just see it needs to be taken out? You just threw that stuff away. It's overflowing. And then we'd get into a fight. I might grab the wine or pour more or just slam some cabinets or go hide in my room or go on a rampage throughout the house. I'd be grabbing all of his shit that was laying everywhere and throw it in a heap on the closet floor. Have you guys ever done that? And then I created this rift in my relationship unnecessarily and overdrank just because of those initial thoughts I had about the stupid garbage. Once I learned that it was my thoughts, not him, that caused my feelings, I took responsibility for my thoughts and my feelings. Listen, I still get angry when I see stuff like overflowing garbage, but this is what it sounds like in my head now. Oh, the garbage needs to go out. Why can't you take it out? Then I slow down and notice my anger. (laughs) And I take a few deep breaths and I relax into that feeling and say, okay, I know it's my thoughts that are causing me to feel this. And I allow and process that feeling, which means taking a couple deep cleansing breaths. breaths, And then I just take out the garbage myself (laughs) if I want it to be taken out without resentment or thoughts like, why do I need to do everything? I don't think that way anymore right? It doesn't even come up in my brain. I just take out the garbage without resentment. And then I go on about my day. No arguing, no slamming, no drinking, no hiding. And I'll likely have a decent conversation with my husband later about something way more important than garbage. It's done. There's no drama there. There's no issue. There's no problem, okay? Oh, and (laughs) I want the the kitchen perfectly clean after dinner. That was another thing. I just decide that I'm going to clean it if that's what I want. Oh, I want flowers and homemade cards and a specific experience for Mother's Day. I ask for it. And I let everybody know in the whole house what I want. And that's what I end up getting because I communicated it and everybody is happy. (laughs) They feel good about pleasing me. I get at the whole experience that I want. And it's a beautiful thing. There's no resentment or they should have done this and they should have thought about this without me telling them. None of that stuff. Okay. I dropped all of the he should bullshit that I was telling myself that caused me to feel like shit, okay? I didn't ask him to change at all. But when I started practicing this, such as noticing my thoughts and feelings in real time about him and changed those thoughts and allowed my feelings and didn't act on them, the house was calmer. There was less fighting. There were, there were longer, more interesting conversations and less of, of, of us avoiding each other. Also a shit ton of less drinking (laughs) and numbing out. And then guess what happened? He started practicing the same thing. He might um, think things about me, but he doesn't automatically say them out loud or tell me I should be doing things differently anymore. And he takes out the garbage most of the time and he automatically helps me clean up after dinner. And I never asked him to do any of it. He changed because I changed. And it's an absolutely beautiful thing if you guys can let this happen. 
He also doesn't drink as much as he used to. And I never asked him to stop or cut back. I just decided that I was going to let him be him. He'll do things on his terms. I'll do me and do things on my terms. And if I wanted something done right then and there, that I would do it. And if I want to stop over drinking, then I'll do it. And he gets to do whatever he wants. And it has nothing to do with me. Okay. The same thing happened with my dad and my in-laws and my sisters and my, and my sister and my friends. What happens is that when you feel good about your relationships because of how you are thinking about them, you don't seek things like alcohol or food or shopping to make yourself feel better. Then you become in charge of your own life and don't make these other people in your life responsible for how you feel or blame them for your over drinking. That is ultimate power and freedom, my friends. And you can have that if you want it. And I absolutely can for sure help you get there. So inside my program this month, I'm teaching a bonus training called How to Improve Your Relationships, but it's only for people that are members of my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. So if you're ready, if you're ready to use this time in your life where we are right now, you want to stop over drinking, you want to improve your relationships, you want to have a better, more fulfilling life, then I'm inviting you to join me. Click the link in the show notes to request a 20-minute call and see if this program is right for you. I want to see where you currently are with alcohol, and I want to make sure that I can help you. And then we'll talk about the details of the program, and we'll make a decision if it's a good time for you. All right? So get over there. Request a call. Let's do this. Also, I'm teaching another free class to the general public this Sunday called How to Not Overdrink During Hard Times. If you haven't attended that class yet, you absolutely should. It is amazing. I've heard from so many people that just attending that class, they've been able to make significant improvements with their amount that they're drinking, having less hangovers, feeling good about themselves, and not using this pandemic as an excuse not to move forward with what they want to do in their life. So the link, the link to register for that class is also in the show notes. And I love you guys. You guys can do this. I know you can. Think about what you're thinking about your relationships and change that conversation in your head so that you feel better. And when you feel better, you won't seek that alcohol to make yourself feel better. You've done that on your own by changing the way way you are thinking. I love you all. Talk to you next week. Bye.